This is Jeff DeVoe. Thank you for tuning in to episode 17 of Chromacast with our guest, Ryan Origin. Ryan's a forward-thinking electronic music producer from Los Angeles, a certified Ableton Live instructor, and one of the thought leaders in the world of virtual reality audio. This is our first episode where we are including an interview with The Mix, and there's going to be many more to come. We're including an edited version of the interview along with Ryan's mix for the show, we have released the full interview separately because it was so interesting and thought-provoking. We thought you might want to hear the whole discussion. We touch on a vast array of topics like futurism in music, spatial audio, virtual reality, and music production techniques. Such a great conversation. A quick apology for the sound quality as we work out the kinks with recording in the field, but it's definitely a good listen. Under the interview, we're playing one of Ryan Origin's own tracks, That Cali Life Though, from his new Aeroplane EP, which I highly recommend you get. It's on iTunes right now. Go snatch it up. Without further ado, let's get to the show. Enjoy. This is Chromacast. Hey, this is Jeff Toller from Chromacast. I am here with Jeff DeVoe. Hey, how are you doing? And we are here live with Ryan Origin. Hi, everybody. And we would like to ask him a few questions, just catch up with him. Longtime friend of mine and ex-partner in Muse, Kuru, uh, probably a, a few other things that I can't think of right now, but uh, I've known him for a while, so it's really good to see you again. Uh, one of the first things I want to know is, ever since I've known you, you've been a guy who really tries to push the future of sound. Um, back in the days when we first knew each other, coming up uh, in the, the drum and bass, and then we got into uh, house and techno. One of the things that was really important to you was like, okay, well, is this does this sound like the future? Right. How are we a part of that? So. Uh, what is your motivation behind that and how do you stay motivated? Um, I think it, the, that whole like trying to do things that feel or sound like the future comes from two main things that were happened really early in my life. One was uh, video games. So like, I started playing video games when I was literally two and a half years old. So one of the first things I ever remember doing was playing it in television with my dad. And that kind of turned on this thing for me of like the idea of like digital stimulation and things that like creativity in this very like non-natural way that was very literally bright and like shooting this light into your eyes and it was very engaging and uh, that that always kind of flavors everything I do there's like this there's there, there's something that a video game does that it makes you feel in a way that no other kind of medium does and yeah there's a lot of reasons for that and then on the second part the other thing that really was really influential to me was getting into into rave music when I was really young, you know what I mean? Because, you know, listening to old breakbeat hardcore when I was 13, 14 years old, 
I was watching electronic music crystallize. I was watching electronic music become a thing. And you know, when I first started listening to it, it was like house music or like breakbeats. And that was it. Right. And then I got to watch all the forks happen. And I got to watch like drum and bass start to like jump its way out of the breakbeat culture a little bit. And I got to see like acid techno start happening. And then fast forward a few years, and now there's like five different, six different, 10 different genres that are all doing these incredible things. Right. And so that train, that idea of like, let's all push art forward together was really like, became the driving force because I wanted to participate. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to, most correctly, I wanted to be the person that could emulate the kind of things that I was having done to me by the music. Like I would listen to music and listen to drum and bass music as it was starting to evolve and hearing people chopping up breakbeats with samplers and, and, and doing all these incredible tricks was really stimulating to me and it made me feel like, kind of like video games, made me feel in a way that nothing else had ever made me feel before. And so part of like the quest for all this thing is I want to be that person for somebody else. Talk a little bit more about the VR. I know you're pretty heavily into VR at the moment, right? Yeah, um, yeah. VR has been a major part of my life for a while. My first time doing VR was actually in the mid '90s. I did this thing called Dactyl Nightmare, which is like kind of in the VR community, like looked at as one of the. It's like the Pong of VR. You know what okay. I mean? It's extremely rudimentary. More than half the people that did it got sick. Like they had <laughs> when I did it, they had they had barf bags like literally right like a stack of them like right next to the kiosk because just so many people would throw up. It was so rudimentary. Um, and so that, you know, the VR thing is, is I'll get a little esoteric here for a minute, like VR and mixed reality in general, mixed reality meaning augmented reality and virtual reality, et cetera, et cetera. It is the next computing platform. You know, I was talking to Jeff a little bit about this before the podcast. Um, the, the, the jump that we had in digital audio, right, from when we were recording to mixing desks and using tape and using analog gear, and if I needed a sound, I needed to have a person making that sound and needed to be managed through a desk and had to be recorded to a medium. When digital audio happened, all those rules started to just erode. And all those, it's like, well, okay, I can have 175 tracks and I'm not limited by anything, or I can make this audio go backwards without having to turn the tape heads around. And, you know, there's all this. So fast forward 20 years, and now you've got like, these people doing the most unimaginably incredible shit with digital audio and things like Ableton and Bitwig and Logic. It's all so incredibly powerful. Well, VR is the next computing platform, right? So it, 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 it's as big or bigger of a jump from not computers to computers, right? right? And right. so that's where we're sitting right now. And so that absolutely, fall, A, falls in line with what you can call my, my quest for futurism or like feeling like I'm pushing something forward, right? Because A, computers like are a major part of all that and this is the next platform. So to kind of want to switch gears a little bit. I want you to talk about um, sort of like your current studio setup, what, what kind of like techniques you're using some sure. of your favorite stuff that you've discovered recently sure. um plugins things of that nature this will be a minute but i can do it i know i know <laughs> yeah i know you've got a lot to say about, on this topic yeah i'm happy to talk about it so i'll start yeah. with the studio currently um it's funny like there's been this resurgence of hardware over the last five six years like oh i've got a modular now it's like yeah. that's really exciting because of the randomness and kind of bespokeness of what comes out of systems like that you know what i mean like right. If the cable's a little dirty, it's going to sound a little different. You know what I mean? That's really kind of exciting. And it's kind of like temperamental and, and maybe it doesn't work the same time every, every time. So that's no, really exciting. That modular stuff's a little more affordable now, especially with the totally modular. Totally. There's a bunch of different ways to get into that stuff. So sweet. Yeah. And so the, the way my studio is right now, I don't have a modular specifically, but the way I work is very similar to the way I worked in, when I started making music. When I started making music, I was 13 years old and I had um, Cubase 
3.1, which did not even have digital audio. Yeah. It was a MIDI sequencer. Wow. And so my setup was, I had a Mackie mixer and a sampler and a couple synthesizers and like a drum machine or something. And all that stuff was getting sequenced on my computer and thrown into a DAP machine through the mixer. And that's how I made tunes, right? And so, you know, fast forward to now, and I've kind of kept that workflow to a degree. Obviously I'm utilizing all the benefits of digital audio and like fancy computers and stuff, but it's still like a bunch of hardware making sounds. Yeah, and cool. part of the reason that I like that, and I've always liked that, is that it feels like it's mine. You know what I mean? A, for a number of reasons. A, I literally made it, yeah. or like, cause I'm not using presets necessarily, or I'm starting at presets and manipulating them. But then like, there's something really satisfying about a, the sound quality is incredible if you're capturing it right, but more importantly, the fact that I can touch the thing, yeah. and when I'm touching, and it's not a MIDI controller, it's not like a representation of the thing that like goes through MIDI, it's like I'm, I'm putting my hands on a machine, mm -hmm. and that machine is responding. Yeah. And the knobs, you know, in MIDI you have 127 steps of modulation that you can do unless you're talking about pitch bend. That's not yeah. very much resolution, no. that's pretty low resolution. Yeah. If I'm grabbing an analog knob, I can put that in an infinite number of places. Yeah. So that is an inherently different sound. Yeah. so easy when you're using a spreadsheet, you know, like, like fucking Ableton or Logic or whatever, it's so easy to put so many sounds in there without yeah. a lot of consequence. Absolutely. You can just be like, oh, my snare has nine layers. It's like, okay, well, you're trying to get to a better place by doing that, and we all do that. Yeah. But for me, I, I, with the hardware, it's easier for me to go like, all right, I'm gonna take this one thing, this picture, this one thing, throw it in there, and then I have to, like, I, I've, I'm responsible for it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I'm, I'm, sense. I'm, it, I, I've made all the effort to bring it into this box. Like, I may as well lean on the tool I have to try to get it, this thing, the sound is good as possible rather than throwing more elements in the It has problem. more value because you sat there and created. If you could give us, like, how would we find your music? Where can we find you online? Sure. And all that stuff. When are you playing next? Because you guys got to go see this man play. His music's incredible. Thanks, man. Lay it on us. Uh, so you can find me at, at Ryan Origin pretty much everywhere. Um, all the social medias on, on, and SoundCloud. Um, I've got a gig coming up for uh, Synaptic Events on the July 14th at Union. I think it's going to be me and Stefan Jacobs and this guy Amb from uh, AMB from Hungary. He's an awesome guy, fellow Ableton certified trainer as well. Um, he's pretty cool. I run a, um, I help run a education program in downtown LA. Uh, um, we have a Ableton certified training center at Relativity School in downtown at this beautiful facility, and we do a thing called Electronic Music Sessions. Uh, that's a 12-week program. You can learn more about that at electronicmusicsessions.com, I believe. Or you can go to, actually, more correctly, you can go to uh, relativityworkshops.org slash EMS. Did a new record with uh, Trevor Moontribe from Desert Rollers. It's going to be debuted at Sonic Boom this weekend, so that's going to be really cool. Um, that'll be, I'm not sure who's going to be putting that out. I just had a release come out on Moody Music out of San Francisco, uh, Airplane EP. Uh, Amazing EP, yeah. by the really, way. Really, really good. EP. You guys need to get all of that. Yeah, check that out at, uh, at Moody, M U T I music.com. Uh, Jeff Tovar did the art for it, so that was really cool. Um, he's done the, the art for the last it was a couple. collaboration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, uh, yeah. Jeff and, uh, and my friend Keith Anderson, Fractal Visions, did the art for it, and they've done the art for my last two releases. So that's been really cool nice. and yeah so check me out at uh, at union on the 14th for synaptic and um coming to a city near you at some point thanks a lot ryan for coming on the show and thank you for this uh mix that everyone's about to hear we're really excited uh, to talk to you and really excited to know you awesome great for having me guys yeah absolutely thanks ryan and let's get into the mix
You are in tune to ChromaCast. With Origin.
This is Chromecast. on iTunes, SoundCloud, and MixCloud.
Checking out Chromacast. This is Ryan Oregon. Going out to the home.
Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Bitch, I ain't finished. Thank you for listening. Connect with Chromacast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Mixcloud.